This is Talking Points, a public affairs podcast from Lusick and Camper Communications, presenting issues and ideas that are impacting Ohio and other regions of the country. In general, you know, people uh, go to the doctor every day and get their vaccinations um, and actually do incredibly well. um, And the vaccines are effective and patients and parents experience very little, if any, side effects. Um, And so we try to share that positive information with families. Welcome to Talking Points. This is Mark Rickle with Lessick Camper Communications. April 25th through the May 2nd is National Infant Immunizations Week the annual observance sponsored by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to highlight the importance of protecting children two years and younger from vaccine-preventable diseases. More than ever before, it's critical to ensure that families stay on track for children's routine checkups and recommended vaccinations following disruptions from COVID-19. A CDC report released in May of 2020 found a troubling drop in routine childhood vaccinations because of families staying at home during the pandemic and not maintaining their vaccine schedule. The CDC and American Academy of Pediatrics recommend that children stay on track with their well-child appointments and routine vaccinations. On-time vaccination is critical to provide protection against potentially life-threatening diseases. Today, on behalf of the Immunization Advocacy Network of Ohio, or IANO, we are joined by Dr. Denise Warwick, a pediatrician at Group Health Anderson in in the Cincinnati area. Dr. Warwick is a member of the Ohio chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, a fellow of the American Academy of Pediatrics, and a member of Ohio Champions for Vaccines. She has a strong interest in advocacy and education for both medical trainees and patients, families, and has participated in advocacy events at the state and national level on behalf of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Welcome, Dr. Warwick. Um, Thank you for joining us today. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, let's start things off. If you could just give us a a brief little bit about your background um, and your experiences and, and, and why you chose to specialize in pediatrics. Sure, sure. In my opinion, I have the best job that there can exist. So I get to play with kids all day, which is really fun. It's a, it's a great job to have, um, but it's a very important job and one we don't take lightly because, you know, we, um, you know, take care of parents' most treasured or treasured possession, which is their children. And so that's a big responsibility to have. Um, And one of the most important responsibilities that we have is to try to keep kids healthy and, you know, have them, you know, live long, healthy lives. So, you know, a lot of the care that we do is, um, is preventative care. And one of the most important parts of preventative care is actually preventing, you know, childhood uh, diseases. Um, And so, you know, that can be life-threatening as you mentioned. And so, you know, um, so I really enjoy my job. I really enjoy the relationships with families um, and seeing kids from birth all the way through young adulthood. Um, I'm also a parent of two young daughters. And so it's kind of fun to share that journey along with my patients and families. As I said earlier, National Infant, Infant Immunization Week is coming up. Why are those immunizations so important at this stage of an infant's life? 
Yeah, absolutely. So immunizations have been one of the biggest scientific breakthroughs um, in, in all of the world in that, you know, we're able to really prevent children from having to suffer through a lot of the, you know, life-threatening, um, uh, you know, consequences of, you know, diseases that, you know, have come in the past. So, you know, and I think the past two and a half years have really taught us what the effects of that can be both psychologically and, um, you know, medically, you know, for, for children and for adults. And so, you know, these um, diseases that people have dealt with for, you know, um, since, you know, the um, really beginning of time. So, you know, things that we can prevent against pertussis, you know, which is whooping cough or measles and chicken pox, you know, things that, you know, have kids have suffered with and have, have had experience with, you know, um, serious medical consequences long-term um, from those illnesses, you know, we have the ability to prevent and also to lessen um, the effects of those on children. So, you know, it's not only important for for people to get in to get those vaccinations, but also to keep on schedule because following the, um, the AAP and the CDC schedule for those vaccines is actually the safest um, and most effective way to be able to get those vaccinations. Well, then can you tell us a little bit about the, the drop in vaccination numbers that we're, that we're seeing? And, and, and if, those, if you're seeing those numbers are improving or is this a trend we should be concerned about? Yeah. So, you know, I think people were just scared to go to the doctors, you know, during COVID. And, you know, I think, you know, rightfully so in some ways of, you know, trying to avoid um, getting their children sick and avoiding themselves getting sick or, you know, family members that may have medical conditions that put them at high risk. Um, thankfully, we're seeing much lower rates of COVID in the community right now um, in the state of Ohio. And so we're grateful about that. Um, but now that that has happened, we're, you know, encouraging folks to really um, reach out to their primary care doctors and pediatricians to get in for those vaccinations and also for developmental screenings. You know, the time, you know, has gone by and, you know, some kids were out of childcare for a long time. Some kids, you know, have experienced developmental delays over that time. So in addition to getting in for those vaccinations, it's important for us to do kind of a routine evaluation of everything in that child's life, nutrition and development, as well as those important vaccinations. And so, you know, we had seen a drop and we, we continue to see, you know, suboptimal levels of vaccinations. And so we're hoping that we can change that moving forward and get kids back on track. Well, and like, like you said, you're working on this front line. You're, you're working with parents, um, grandparents, families. Um, they're all raising young children. What are some common vaccine misperceptions you might encounter with the families you serve? Sure, sure. And there's so much information out there. And I think, and I can't blame parents, you know, they want to do the best for their children and they want to make sure that they go on to live a long, healthy life and don't experience any side effects or, you know, things related to vaccinations. What I can assure you is the, you know, primary vaccine series that we do for children is very safe. It's very well studied. Um, you know, as far as common side effects that we see from routine vaccinations are just tenderness at the injection site, sometimes the localized red um, and then, you know, sometimes some fatigue um, and low grade temperatures. Um, but most of the time, that's, you know, what most children will experience. Um, you know, I advise folks to really touch base with their pediatricians when they come in for those visits to really <clears throat> go over if there's any more specific things to look out for for their particular child, because every child's different and we want to make sure they're meeting families where they are. But in general, these vaccinations are incredibly safe, they're very effective. And and we've studied these for a long time. 
there's actually a lot of research out there um, and, you know, tracking that goes along with, you know, looking out for adverse effects for vaccination. And so, you know, you know, we are very aware and we keep very close track of that. Um, and so I encourage folks to really have an open and honest conversation with their pediatricians. Um, I do think COVID and the COVID vaccination have created a lot of hesitancy in families for not only COVID vaccine, but a lot of other routine vaccinations um, and have caused them to come to question, you know, the decisions that we make. And I, I encourage folks to really have those conversations with their pediatricians. And we want that, you know, we want parents to be informed consumers and really be able to have those conversations about why we do the things that we do. You know, no one wants to make these decisions blindly and, you know, expose their children um, to things that we don't have good confidence in. But I can tell you that I've done the vaccination schedule for my own children, along with um, the recommendations through the CDC and AAP. And I felt very good about doing so um, and certainly would not advise my parents otherwise um, if I if I didn't do the same for my own children. And then what, what do you see as a vaccine challenge right now? Yeah, I think that hesitancy is, is the biggest challenge that we face right now is that, you know, you know, you know, trying not to accept things for what we've always done, you know, but more so, you know, we have a very educated population. The challenge is there's a lot of misconceptions out there and a lot of information being spread across social media. I think social media is a very uh, great tool in a lot of ways. Um, and I'll go into that in a minute. But I think also, too, that there can be drawbacks about a lot of misinformation. Um, I think people you know, share stories and, you know, stories are very valuable in a lot of ways, but, you know, the hard part is we can't, you know, as medical providers, you know, be able to know every, you know, person's individual experience. That's why, you know, having a conversation with someone that you trust that knows your child well, and also has the medical knowledge necessary to guide you in that way is going to be so important. Um, so I really encourage families to seek out that person that you trust um, that, you know, is in your medical home that can guide you in that direction. And then tell us a little bit about the Ohio Champions for Vaccines. Yeah. So Ohio Champions for Vaccines is a social media group. Um, and like I mentioned before, there's a lot of misinformation out on social media and the and the web in general about vaccinations. And, you know, I think, you know, we hear every day about, you know, someone comes up with a story about, you know, oh, this happened to my cousin or my brother about vaccinations. But in general, you know, people uh, go to the doctor every day and get their vaccinations um, and actually do incredibly well. Um, and the vaccines are effective and patients and parents experience very little, if any side effects. Um, and so we try to share that positive information with families so that they know that, you know, in general, people do incredibly well with that. But, you know, the hard part is some of those, you know, one-off stories tend to stick out or, you know, those really, you know, incredibly rare consequences of, of you know, an effect that happened that may not not even be related to a vaccination. And so we try to really share just as much good information and factual information as, you know, there may be to the opposite. So, um, so it's a, it's a group that's all encompassing. So medical professionals can join as well as parents, families, um, you know, siblings. Um, so we're, you know, very open to that. Um, and that, you know, we more so just want to share that, that really factual information to give families a good, uh, place to go for, for that, those facts. And as we mentioned before, you, you were a very strong advocate at the state and national level on policies that, you know, are, that, uh, are regarding, um, um, vaccinations. 
So what are the benefits of strong public policies here in the state of Ohio? Yeah. So, you know, again, we talk about how to guide parents in a, in a, in a direction to make them, to have them make you know, good decisions for their own children. I think, you know, one of the best ways to do that is actually to have a, you know, supported network in place to really guide parents in that direction to have conversations with their medical professionals about this. Um, currently in the state of Ohio um, and in other states uh, across the country, there are um immunization policies that exist for school, um, for, you know, childcare settings that are a little bit more lenient and that, you know, parents can, can go to register their child for school or for childcare and say, you know, um, we just opt out of vaccinations. And it may not be because the parent has read and done their homework in that way. It may be that, you know, it's an inconvenience to go to the doctor or it's an inconvenience to go to the health department to get those vaccinations. And so we really want parents to make educated decisions. And the best way for that to happen is to have those policies in place to actually, you know, encourage folks to have a conversation with a medical professional or to encourage folks to really strongly think about that, um, you know, as far as are they making those decisions for the right reasons or is it more just that there's one more hurdle to get their child into school? Um, because we have seen that in the past where, you know, families are busy, you know, there's a lot going on and they have many things to think about. And school certainly is an important fact um, in that, you know, equation, you know, as far as getting kids a good education, but, you know, putting kids um, at risk with putting them in school where they can get these vaccine preventable illnesses is a risk. And so we want parents to take that into context and really kind of think about the whole child, you know, thankfully kids are really healthy and they're resilient and um, they usually get better from illnesses. Um, but certainly if we could give them an added layer of protection and we have our legislators, you know, working to put policies in place that, that help with that framework, um, you know, we would be really grateful about that. And you touched on it earlier, but again, tell us where in your opinion, where is the best place for a parent to go to find the right information, the correct information? Sure, sure. I think, you know, my opinion would be your primary care pediatrician, family medicine doctor, who you identify as your child's physician, they are going to have their best interest in mind and also have the information about your individual child. Certainly, you know, as far as resources on the internet, I would say, you know, going through um, the AAP or the American Academy of Family Physicians, um, the CDC, all have very factual and accurate information about vaccinations. Um, and so we support families going to those websites. Um, and if you have a question about if there's an accurate resource, again, use that, you know, medical professional as being the person to vet that information because, you know, they're on your same team. They're advocating for you and your family. They would not do anything to put your child, um, you know, at risk for any harm. And so I would say they're your best ally in, um, in helping you navigate that situation. Wonderful. Uh, Dr. Work, that's all the time we have today, but we really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us a little bit and offering your uh, perspective on, on such an important topic. Um, so thank you for joining us and uh, um, have a great day. Thank you. It was my pleasure.